Welcome to the Synergy Sisters podcast with hosts Debbie Prediger and Mary Gervais, two super connectors at heart who love building powerful relationships with visionaries and thought leaders. We act as a focal gathering point for people, ideas, dreams, and enterprises. We know that collaborations, connections, and trusted real relationships unfold naturally as you tune into your intuition. What is your heart whispering? We love to explore the big, audacious dreams of heart-centered entrepreneurs as they step into their leadership roles. We love weaving business and marketing strategy with spiritual development, energetics, and growth mindset. Today, we are going to be talking about healing from past traumas, stepping into our highest path, and we have a beautiful, beautiful guest joining us today. I don't know about you guys, but things are coming up over and over and over again. Everywhere I look is some type of trauma or a healing that's truly needed or somebody that's really come through the other side and is speaking about a deep healing that they have had and now are free to choose their highest path. So it's really great that we have a guest on here today that not only has done that, but she now teaches and brings freedom to so many people that are looking for that same thing. Before we get to Carrie, because I'm going to test her mic in just a second again, before we do that, I'm going to have my dear friend Mary introduce herself um, as my co-host on today's show. Good morning, everyone, and thank you, Debbie and Carrie. Uh, Welcome. So excited that you are our guest today. Um, Who am I? Well, I like to go back to Debbie and me first as a pair because uh, we actually are very similar. We're two heart-centered connectors and I know that we both love, we have a mission of love, kindness, and consciousness in our business. I am an entrepreneurial coach. Um, I have been an entrepreneur for over 20 years. I truly love helping individuals start, build, and grow businesses. I used to run the Women's Business Center uh, for Rhode Island, and currently I am um, starting a new brand called A Taste of Love, uh, which will be out in July, so we will talk more about that when that comes out, and I'm also uh, getting ready to launch a uh, collaborative book that I'm in. So. For the moment, that is who I am. Um, Debbie, I'm going to hand it back over to you. And I am, Carrie, I will tell you, I'm super excited about today's conversation because I just love how you are combining science with the mind, body, spirit. So Dr. Carrie is a psychologist. She is also a healer, a teacher, and an intuitive guide. She's really um shifting pain into love or transmuting fear and really helping you release all of those things that are holding you back well i love that about you 
but I also know there's so much more. She is one of the kindest souls there is. She loves nature. Family is so important to her. Community and connections. She really does embody all of those things that we talk about when we talk about a heart-centered or a heart-led entrepreneur. And I know that there's often a shift from that corporate world or a system or a way of doing things into finding your own path in where you fit in the world, where you're aligned with that mission, that message, that purpose. So with that, Carrie, I would just love for you to tell us what is that mission you have and why? Wow, thank you, Debbie and Mary. I am so excited and part of it, the mission really for me is to live heaven on earth, is, is really creating that reality of um, having more fun as a human being. <laughs> I feel like a lot of our life as humans has been, in my experience, really hard work and with that orientation. And I just feel like I'm here to bring more joy and more fun and really finding what lights me up and what feels fun. And it's kind of crazy, like I have fun working with really dense and hard stuff. And that kind of stuff really lights me up. So yeah, but my overall mission is living in my heaven on earth, like living what I consider bliss in my everyday life. And so I'm really glad, Debbie, that you even shared that because I do really, really uh, focus on like in each moment, making it sacred. Like I have a nine-year-old son and I'm learning so much with him as my teacher and my guide and seeing him in his authenticity. And I work so closely with Mother, Mother Earth and the animals that come visit me and I listen to them and then the trees came to me one day and I got to be with their their energy and wisdom and there's so much here for us in each moment and so I, it's my greatest joy to help others realize how much love and support is there for them and that as I give myself permission to play more in this life I feel like it's paving the way for my clients to also do the same Wow, Carrie, that is just, that, that's beautiful. I, Debbie, I know you probably have some questions that you want to lead off with, but I have a burning question. So if it's okay with you, uh, Carrie, I am, I'd love to hear how it is that you ended up combining your, your PhD um, with mindfulness. Like when did that happen or did they happen um, together or did, walk us through that process? Sure. So I received my, I have a counseling psychology PhD degree. And during that time, you know, it's intensive training about how things look as a healer. And I was really trained as a talk therapist. And as I was in that training, I remember working at a state psychiatric institute and I'm like, we're missing something. This isn't my imagination of what healing looks like. And I remember my supervisor who loved me so much, she even made me banana bread in our interview. She was like the sweetest woman ever. And she's like, Carrie, you're a psychologist. 
and we talk. That's how we do it. And I knew in my heart then that was not my truth, that healing didn't happen through talking. And by me starting to ask the question, like, what is healing? What does that look like? I came into, uh, and personally, I'm a very somatic being where my body talks to me a lot, and that's how I learn and process information. So I came into somatic experiencing with uh, Peter Levine, <clears throat> and that model of understanding trauma through the nervous system functioning and how to heal it through the body and the body's organic intelligence. Uh, I was like, yes, yes, thank you, thank you. Like that model supported me in giving me language to put to stuff I already knew and was already doing. So I had that influence. And at the same time, I was getting uh, dialectical behavior therapy training. And that has a heavy emph emphasis on really just paying attention to what is showing up, the mindfulness component. So I was weaving really this body organic intelligence with mindfulness. So those are like the two orientations that are more in the traditional psychology realms. Um, and somatic experiencing is more now. When I learned it, you know, 15 years ago, it was still kind of seen as a woo-woo model. And I think now it's one of the cutting edges of trauma treatment. So, yeah, and as I healed, I, I came from a history. I was blessed with so many ex trauma experiences myself so I could really navigate it and understand how to move through trauma. So as I was in these trainings, we, we learned the model by healing ourselves. And in the somatic experiencing model, a lot of the healing orientation is based on orienting to support, orienting to resources, orienting to what feels like love. And as you touched and grew and focused more on that in the body and in our human experience, it like blew me wide open to spirit. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Go ahead, Mary. It was your question. No, I just, like, Carrie, you just brought it all together for me when you said, learn the model by healing ourselves. Um, I think that is how we uh, do move forward and help individuals uh, with everything. So, Debbie, I'm going to let you take it away from. Wow, there was so much there. So first of all, mindfulness really through that awareness. I love that you knew there was more, that healing didn't look this way to you, that in your mind, even though the system had always done it a certain way, you said, I know there's more, there's just has to be. And you listen to that truth within. That is a true trailblazer. In my opinion, that is the epiphany of an entrepreneur that really is heart-led and knows that there's more for you in this world. There is something bigger than just you. So bravo for that. Bravo for anybody that has answered that calling and really gone against the grain. They knew that there was something more. In fact, many of us started out with a, a belief like, this just is, this is a broken system. There's something else here. And I don't know why somebody doesn't change it. So what I love about that is that eventually we realize it's us. 
eventually we realize, hey, we're the catalyst that's meant to actually change this system or bring in a new way of doing things. And through our confidence and our bravery and saying yes to that calling on our heart, we really understand that not only was this something we were always meant to do, but we were chosen for it. And so Carrie, you also talked just a tiny bit, but you opened the door for me to ask you about past trauma. You said being blessed to have past traumas and experience so that you could go through this and therefore you knew what your clients, your, your people were also going through and how to help them. Can you talk a little bit about this, how you've turned that into such a blessing in your life? Sure. Yeah, there was a past story that, you know, I was raised by, you know, my parents who loved me so deeply and they had this really intense experience of love and that's where I was created. And like now, as I remember it, I really believe my, my soul and my mother's soul had a, like a contract and for me to do the mission that I'm here to do, she could parent me or support me more from heaven. And so what we decided was at age three, her and my father would transition um, from form to the formless. And so for so many years, when I told that story, people were like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that happened. And uh, it was like a tragedy for my community. And, and now I remember being this little girl who was like, you guys can't see him? What's going on here? Why is everyone crying all the time? And in this grief, and now it's like I get how it's part of my mission to be like, oh, that's why I need to live in heaven on earth because I get to have my true connection to my parents when I'm in that place. And it's my dream for everybody to know these amazing beings who live in the heavens and not in the physical body. So that was one story that people call as kind of traumatic, like lo losing parents at the age of three. And then I also was blessed with the experience of having, you know, with incest and date rapes and a lot of the sexual traumas. And <clears throat> how I feel like this really helps me is because my little girl was so full of love and power that she knew how to travel to the other dimensions. And in psychology terms, we call this dissociation. And so she really loved leaving her body and loved playing in the other places of her imagination while other things in the human form were happening. And it took a long time. Like I was like in past graduate school, I was already working and I was still dissociating. So it took the, the combination of really specific resources to help me really stay in my body. So I really do feel like this was all a blessing, Debbie, because I see it in my clients and I know like how easy it is to dissociate and some of these other like trauma reactions. But in psychology, we really label a lot of these sim as symptoms and as I expand in my awareness and my wholeness and my healing, they're right on the border of spiritual gifts. 
So I think depending on what level of consciousness and perspective we're taking, it's either a symptom or it's a spiritual gift. And I'm really like playing with that and creating more of what's to come. Yeah, and I love that. I was actually writing that down as you guys know that I channel information as well. And so I was writing that down as an aha moment before you even said it. So I love where you went is traveling to other dimensions versus disassociation. So can you just tell our audience in case they are either on one side or the other? And really, can you be that bridge helping people understand both of those uh, topics and, and how what that looks like? Sure. So dissociation is when there is a physical component of the nervous system where it feels like it would be dangerous to be in one's power. There, it's under the illusion that speaking one's truth could be life-threatening or that fighting back would be life-threatening or running away would actually be life-threatening. And the body's organic intelligence says, we're not going to put you through this. And it kind of moves into playing dead or shutting down. And this can look like spacing out. It can look at like staring at a wall. It can look like losing or losing time. It, it can look like um, numbing. It can look like eating a bunch of food to numb or zoning out in front of the TV and actually like losing focus in the moment and difficulties of concentration. So those, and there's a huge spectrum of what we call dissociation, but that's what it kind of looks like in the psychology terms. And I think the difference of it, when we talk about it as a spiritual gift of travel, there's a, an awareness is present that it's happening, where in the past when I was dissociating, I didn't know I was leaving the moment. I had fortunately had good mentors and coaches and therapists were in my face, Carrie, come back, come back. <laughs> it's safe here now. It's safe. I'm safe. Come back. And I'd be like, what? Where did I go? Why did I do that? Like, I'm trying so hard to stay present in this moment. And things just kept kicking me out uh, because my body needed extra support. And the more support I received, the more it trusted the process. So like where I'm at now in traveling, I do it more on purpose. And so I think that's also the difference. But I feel like, you know, when you do it as a kid, you're also in training to know it's possible and expanding that skill set too, because it is in the same level of energy as, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it fully made sense to me. So let's go into that. As a child, we have extraordinary gifts. As a child, we are very aware of what is possible. In fact, you mentioned it earlier. You said, as a three-year-old, what? Don't you see my parents here? Why are you all crying? So let's go into some of the things that come natural to us as children and then how those things disappear and pe other people tell us it's not normal or not right um, because they've forgotten the truth of who they are and the power that they have. So Carrie, let's go into that a little bit deeper. And Mary, feel free to jump in. You know I'm super excited about this conversation, but I want to make sure that you have time to ask questions as well. Just let us know what that's like as a child with all that freedom and all of that 
expansive energy knowing that anything is possible versus a adult and especially like in your training I can imagine there was a lot of things that were taught to you that said this isn't normal this isn't possible yeah I like watching children like and I remember as a young child that every night I crossed my arms and my ankles like my mom I saw in the coffin and I really thought I was gonna die every night and I, I, I wanted to look pretty, so I like put a little smile on my face as I fell asleep. And every day I woke up like, oh, oh my goodness, I have another day here. <laughs> like, and there's this part of me that I was like, lived so fully back then, Debbie. Like every day was like the best day ever because I thought I was gonna die that night. And there is a version of me that thinks I did. Like I think in my dreams, I did experience the the true connection with with who I am and my parents. And I was so nurtured and, and taken care of uh, more than my human can even understand. So I think that was actually real. <laughs> but back then it was like all in my imagination. And I lived that way so long until I had all these programs and teachings and trainings about how life really, really is that I started to forget that magical place. And I started to believe what I was taught and it got so confusing and so stressful and life became really less fun. Yeah, I can, I can feel the less fun. I can also feel the confusion. And I'll keep that question for a little bit later because I know Mary has a burning question and let's go with it. Carrie, I, I mean, I love, I still, I feel right now your, your joy. I mean, you're living it and it is so beautiful. Um, so you were talking about traveling. Do you recall at what age that all changed for you where you started just feeling, you know, um, you know, other people saying that that wasn't how maybe, I don't know if they said that's, that's not true or that's not how we live. Or I'm just curious at what age, because I know, um, for many people it's different, but you really had a solid, uh, it sounds like you had a very solid, uh, grasp on this since your parents, um, transitioned, uh, when you were age three. When I had like a fear reaction, <laughs> I was dissociating past graduate school. I was already working in, in the field. So that was happening for a long time. And um, when I started being more in the education system and, and getting these, the training of life, uh, these different aspects of self started to come out like the perfectionist who wanted to be really perfect. And the, um, the part, I wanted to get it right. And like, I almost remember it almost feeling like a kind of a hypomanic, like I would work, 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 work. And I really wasn't conscious. Like it was more about trying to prove my worth, prove my value, check off the boxes to show I made it that I am healed, I'm successful, that I could live a normal life. But it was all done out of needing to prove something. And I wasn't 
like there's, you know, when you're in that knowing that you know it's just not your truth. It was exhausting. It's actually really exhausting um, to live in that way. So I'd love. I love learning and I loved going to school for so, so many years, <laughs> getting your master's and PhD. I had, you know, 10 years of graduate school. And like, there's a part of me that really loved and valued that experience. And yet it really, uh, in my experience, increased separation of m me knowing who I am. And so it wasn't until more of my spiritual work that I started to let go of everything I learned. And that was like, probably it felt like one of the most challenging parts of the journey, <laughs> um, you know, compared to some of the other stories. If somebody, if I wrote them all down on a list, what, what people, other things people might think would be more hard for me to get through, but it was really letting go of everything I was taught. There is more to that. And anybody that has been through that, knows both I've talked to both the psychologist that knew there was more and was frustrated that this was a cycle of just bringing people back over and over again and talking it out and that talking from a from a client or a, somebody wanting to be healed and helped that there was the gap that said why do I have to rehash this over and over and over again it's getting me nowhere in fact it's just re uh, re-triggering me or activating something in me that is that judgment of that everything's wrong in my life. So the spirituality portion that Carrie was called to and has answered is really that bridge between those two things and the amazing work that she's doing in the world is just so fantastic that I really wanted to showcase this hero's journey, this person that has been on one side been confused, frustrated, overwhelmed, uh, even wondered if she should be here and is what is this world right for me to totally being that person that does combine heaven on earth and knows that both places are beautiful and there is room for both of us and there's so much more. So really being that way shore and it's super important for me to really highlight that is that when we showcase guests here, they are way showers. They are people that are really showing people it's possible, bringing hope to the world, but then through actions how do you use your spiritual gifts in session? So you're, you know, you are combining many things, um, you know, your studies, um, your DBT, and it also says that you use um, light language channeling. So can you tell us a little bit of how you use all of this in your sessions with um, your clients? Yes, I would love to. So the first gift that I really have come to appreciate more than anything else that I've ever been trained in is the gift of love. And I truly come in loving, loving each client that comes to me and they can feel it. And not only do I love them, but I see them in their wholeness. I see them already healed. I see them as a powerful creator creating their reality. And they immediately have shifts just from being in that energy. 
so that part is like super fun and easy. <laughs> and, um, and then I just like, I've learned to like walk people into these ways of coming into their own truth and knowing and their own wisdom. And in that wisdom, they are guided by their own body sometimes, their own spirit. And I don't really have to do anything but hold this loving container. And they learn then how to communicate what support they're needed. And what's really fascinating that one of my prayers uh, a few years back was like, I want to know my spiritual gift because I felt like there was more to me that was beyond talking. And at that time, the English language was going way offline. I couldn't really formulate a sentence. And this beautiful light language started to come in. And once you know it, some of my clients will come to me and say, they're like, Carrie, you know what's coming through it? my soul's wanting or my body's telling me is like there's some kind of language or light language that you know how to do and they my body wants you to do it in this spot and so it's been really powerful to play and explore with sound frequency and vibrations um, connecting with that and sometimes when there's like this one person came in and having like a really almost like a heart attack kind of symptoms and they went to the ER and emergency room and as I was able to just really start connecting um, he didn't really even tell me this but I felt like this tar build up around his heart and so as I started to sing and I like use my hands in a certain way and I'm channeling at this moment so my human has a hard time really recollecting every fact but it was like I was like loosening up the tar around his heart so that he could come back in to remembering and feeling that version of him and opening up either that energetic portal. And I, it felt like it was also, you know, the energy, like what's energy and what's the physical, but anyway, he never had any heart symptoms after that. Um, and I believe it like also opened up his connection to knowing what was needed next for him. So it's been, really fun just letting myself have spirit totally work through me and trusting it and not judging any of it and I'll share one more really funny one that sometimes how spirit uses me is like I have one client coming in and they were really nervous about coming in and I didn't show up for the session can you imagine like you finally sign up to see a therapist and they don't show up and I was like, my human is like mortified. Like I have no idea how I missed this appointment and it was in my calendar and I just missed it. And I continued to call him after that. And I would just state like, I don't know why. And I made a mistake and I don't know, is, is this resonate? Have you ever made a mistake and, and, did something and you don't understand how that happened that you just made this mistake and and still you had good intentions in your heart and it was exactly the core issue for this person and for me to like have to experience that with him and be really humble and honoring it so I think all of these I am really like just resting in now and understanding that the healing process looks absolutely different for every person. And the more I can just be a vessel 
of um, that wisdom and, and supporting people and receiving what they need. Oh my goodness, Carrie, I love it. And I can so relate to that. Uh, when things happen that you're just like, oh my goodness, how did that ever happen? And, and for me, I'll speak for me myself, you can go through that negative chatter and, and imposter syndrome and oh my goodness, and then you know, and then you just giggle and go, okay, this is happening for me. So what is this actually about? And getting into that observer state, that curiosity state, that open and allowing instead of resisting and running from in fear, you can really come back into that and it will present itself. And all of a sudden you can just giggle and go, okay, that's what that was about. How interesting that I was being used in that manner, in that way. And that is really, when you said the healing process looks different for every person, that resonates with me so deeply. We are often taught um, I come from a nursing background. We are often taught in the healthcare and the professional world that we have systems that have to be put into place, protocols, uh, ways of doing things. And I have always believed that we are all individual. We all have our own belief systems. We all have our, the own, our own meanings that we put towards experiences. So that book, just like a book on how to raise a child or, or take care of a baby, isn't going to be a one size fits all. It's just not true. And so when we can use our intuitive gifts, all of those extraordinary things that have been brought to and through us to really see our clients, see their needs, see their fears, hear their limiting beliefs, knowing where in their body those energies are stuck and being asked to be released listening to the body when you teach your clients to listen to their bodies and then relay that to you how empowering that is just beautiful i love it but the one the question that i just continue to have whispered in my ear right now is let me go back to the time that you said i was really trying to prove my worth I was trying to prove that I could do it, that I knew how to do it, that I was valued and that I was loved. Now you love people unconditionally, that is your gift, but you were also seeking for that. What was that like? Take us through the journey of being a psychologist that was really on a different path. And as you said, in a time that it was considered quite woo woo. Oh, you know, this is the part where it's like, I need to be a big, I need to be big speaker. I need to create my own research team in order for me and my truth to be valid. It's like there was this driving force when all the professionals were, okay, I'm catching myself in a story here. <laughs> some healing to do in my field okay <laughs> but I remember being at conferences and I'm like but this just isn't explained in your model right this hypervigilance response isn't explained in your model or what about this and they were like that is not what we deal with in science Carrie and I was looked at and eyes rolled at so many times with my questions and so I guess I'm, I'm still bringing those versions of eye rolling into wholeness here so anyway, there was this part of me that's like, if 
I don't become one of the best in this field, I will never be taken seriously. And if I don't do all the checkbox things that's required in my profession, then like, what is it? I don't value myself. Like I was wrong, you know, like if, like, what is it? What happens? What happens if I don't do anything with this? And it, it felt like I need to prove it to the world because if I don't prove it and I have, you know, the editors and my journal, the journals and like these colleagues with all these letters behind their name, give their stamp of approval on me, then I could be wrong. Mm. Carrie, I'm going to release you from that because I know that it's not easy for you to go back to that place where it really felt hard. I need to, I must, I have to. Like we all know when we've gotten into that place where we're in alignment now that going back to that feels really yucky and dense. So let's go fast forward really quickly. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry I did that. I needed no, no, other it's people okay. to hear it. It's okay. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's, so it's interesting, go. right? How And it was kind of alive with even preparing for this. So it's a fresh one for me, <laughs> right? Like letting all of it go that I get to just play with you in this playhouse. Yeah. Okay, let's go back and play because I need to hear about these mentors that you have really resonated with and I really think they're world world changers like Peter Levine is somebody you mentioned but who else is that that light that really showed you it was possible yeah I mean Peter Levine Marsha Linhan um, with even creating the DBT protocol she went through her own inpatient rehabilitation uh, and then, you know, really stepping out of that, it's been a lot of my sisterhood. Uh, I live in an area that we gather and I had the opportunity, you know, to, I'm shifting it a little bit, but, you know, like I had all those years of psychology training and there was a part of me that wanted to just drop it all. And so then I started like saying, I, that's not who I am. And I started rejecting every part of me that was a psychologist. And I'm like, I'm just going to go into the spiritual realm. You know, and so I did it like with KDV and studied the mystical year and the archetypes and, and walking the way of the year and, and learning more about mysticism. And then I did a lot of channeling courses. And, you know, I'm, you know, we met, you know, with the masters and the council of light and with Sarah Landon and um, I've been opening and I worked with the Ojibwe nation and had some um, studied three years with. A, a teacher who worked really closely with those philosophies and teachings. So it was like, as I, I said yes to more, the, the right people that maybe aren't even famous came to guide and support my knowing. And I recently even just signed up today with a spiritual mentor and she's been doing this work for 44 years and she used to be a therapist and now, you know, is a, is a pure channel and, and mentoring and and I said I'm finally ready to kind of step out even more now because I don't need you <laughs> like I don't need your coaching I don't really need you it feels luxurious to have you in my life it feels really fun to play and co-create to see what we can do locally in our local communities 
but I don't need you. And she's like, wow, you're my ideal client, Carrie. (laughs) So I don't know if that makes sense. So as I started asking the right questions, and now what's really funny is I, I really am feeling now called to come back in to being a psychologist and now bringing all what I have expanded into and really bringing it into the field and bringing it more mainstream. So that's my envision. Uh, that was one of your questions when we were talking about this. Like I envision even doing like retreats of healing for people and it becomes like even insurance pays for it. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Like, oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> like doing immersive things because I said that from the beginning. Like I, and I did, I had some of my training, I did do like um, immersive, like we call them intensive outpatient programs where I saw people every day for, you know, weeks and the transformations that would happen with that consistency and in this loving container. But imagine like really bringing in the elements and mother earth and nature and more of a retreat style to heal and to help people remember the truth of who they are in it with beauty, right? Like to me, like, I'm like, how fun if that's just like protocol now, like when you need mental health treatment. Wow, Carrie, I have to say, please hold on to that because I like imagine these retreats and I can tell you that right now, every single person who's in this room is manifesting that for you. Um, I can feel it and it it is going to take place. That is such Mm. a beautiful uh, dream. So thank you for putting Mm. that out there. Oh, thank you. I'm all goosebumps. <laughs> thank you for saying that. And thank each of you for holding that vision with me. Yeah, mm. not only do I hold that vision with you, I hope mm. that I can be part of that vision with you, that mm. bringing it to fruition. It is so necessary. Mm. Uh, Carrie, I love that you're so in that place now that you have been on one side, you've crossed over to the other side of spirituality. And now you're coming back to that middle. And what that feels like to me is that when we know who we are at a soul level, we're so aligned in our truth that we are really, truly unstoppable and not unstoppable anymore from that place of pushing, pulling, I must, I have, I'm the one in control. This is my way or the highway. But just that flow state that just feels so beautiful your confidence, you know that spirit is working through you, and you know that you were chosen for this. And so when you said, when I started saying yes to more, everything opened up, more guidance, more support, but you also were able to step into your power because you could, and I, I, I say this because I know this about you, but I know it not just from a, a, a heart logical or a head logical knowing. I know this to be your truth is that you have more wisdom, more knowledge, more experiences and wisdom, all of this together than any of those mentors. And I'm not saying that from a hierarchy of their judging them as good or bad. What I'm saying is that you, you were being shown all along that you do have this knowledge within you, that everything you've experienced from right from a child all the way up to now has been showing you 
that you can trust your own knowledge, that you can trust your own inner wisdom, and that you always have everything you need. The answers are all within you. Carrie, can you just respond to this in a way of, does that feel right for you? Oh, Debbie, I'm just receiving your transmission. (laughs) I feel like um, right now in this moment, this is exactly the gift, maybe what I do for others that you're gifting me with, is just allowing this energy to move through you and gifting it to me. And maybe in the past, I would minimize that moment or I would, oh, yes, 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 yes. But I truly... I'm sitting here on my porch, like opening wide open and opening up my vessel and every cell in my body to receive this blessing and this love that you're sharing with me and that this container and this community is gifting me with. And um, I really, it's just like filling my cup and I feel overflowing. (laughs) So it's just so beautiful. And um, I really, truly receive that your words and the energy behind those words. Carrie, I just want to tell you, I just feel you receiving it actively. And I'm going to tell you a little story. Um, My daughter, I said to her today, she's a nurse and she's also very gifted. Um, She's a medium and has many powers and she has always wanted to get her PhD But she said, Mom, how do I combine my spiritualism and my gifts and work as a PhD because they don't quite fit? Well, her phone just died and she's now sitting here in the office next to me and she's literally sobbing because she said, my goodness, Mom, like she's teaching me. She's showing me how that this can can be done. And I just said to her, well, I have a feeling you'll be working with Carrie someday. And she said, yeah, mom, I feel it. So thank you for sharing. Really. It's just beautiful. Oh, I'm so goosebumpy. <laughs> That's how my truth serum, <laughs> I call it my goddess truth serum. Oh, well, hello, dear one. Welcome to the, welcome to the playground of uh, shifting mental health paradigms and weaving in our gifts as healers and, you know, like playing in this way. Thank you. I, mm-hmm. I can't talk much because I'm crying, but it's just, it's all so good and it's resonated so heavily. Um, especially the parts about how you said the hardest thing for you was learning to let go. Um, that was amazing. It's something I'm working through right now. And it it's tough. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Thank it's like, you. Yeah. It's kind of like, were we punished? Like if like there was like, it felt like there was some, I don't know why it's hard. Like there's so much reinforcement to stay in what we're taught that's outside of us. Like that's the truth. And to just let go of all of that has been a challenge. The other challenge, which I did in here today, so I'm going to pat myself on the back is receiving the gifts in every moment. Cause you know, it seems like, um, Debbie and Mary, you guys attract a lot of, uh, also healers and caregivers and nursing and right. Um, to us. And I think, we're also trained off in time as women as givers. And what I've really had to rewire my nervous system is being able to receive because it's truly when we receive like what 
Debbie and this community has gifted me in this talk, when I really, really receive that, I then can create from a heart that's overflowing in love and there's no lack, limitation, scarcity in the creation of the next thing. Uh, so I don't know if that helps listeners as well, but that's a constant focus for me these days too. Um, I, I just want to add to that because I think that is something that I work on personally is not having to be the fixer and, um, you know, receiving is the, our birthright as women. Um, that's the divine feminine. So, um, that, that beautifully said, Carrie, thank you for that. Yes, I truly love it too, Carrie. Thank you so much. So we are getting to the last few minutes of our show. We love to keep these an hour and we love you to come back week after week after week. And the people that have been guests, you know, if they didn't start off as a friend when they leave, they are truly part of our world. And one of the things that I really want to talk about is how important community is. I think that we can all relate when we've heard Carrie's path today, but also on other guests, is how important it was to feel like you belong. When we're going through stuff like this, we can really feel alone and so different that we are comparing ourselves and judging ourselves, and it really just feels yucky and hard. And what my gift to the world is and Carrie or Mary talked about it as her gift earlier is really being that connector and that bridge to show people things are possible but also to light you up and so I in one of my uh, beautiful ways of doing this is the We Empower World which is I am a co-founder of. What we're doing there is bringing community together of like-minded. Like-minded means you're heart-centered that you want profit and abundance and all of those beautiful things in your life, but showing up in the world and contributing to making it a better place is first and foremost. Often we as heart-centered entrepreneurs, we struggle with the profitability. Carrie mentioned it, we struggle with receiving. We struggle with that end of it because we're givers and doers versus the other. So this is a place where we connect and we show up there's circles, there's an academy, there's so much more. So I invite you guys to all check that out. But I also invite you to connect with me if you have any questions whatsoever. And I think this is the perfect time for Mary to talk about her upcoming new adventure um, that she's doing because she will be highlighting people in a different way than this. Mary, why don't you just tell everybody about that quickly? Oh, thank you, Debbie. I um I am creating my my new brand is called A Taste of Love. And this goes back to my entrepreneurial days. I had my own bakery cafe before uh, as one of my businesses. And I just love um, giving love with what I make. And the thought came to me that we all have gifts of love. When we are a heart-centered entrepreneur, we are doing it because of passion. So I am going to tie in uh, working with women in business who are passionate about what they do, storytelling, but more than storytelling, we're going to talk about story doing. What are you doing? How are you giving it to the world? 
and um, we are going to create a, a platform based on that. Um, just everything that people do with love. So thank you for that, Debbie. More to come. Yeah, I think this is a perfect way to sum this all up is that we really are heart-led, heart-centered entrepreneurs. Carrie said it earlier when she said her gift is love. I too, at one point in my life, was searching for what was that special gift that I brought to the world. And I always knew that love was something that was very easy for me. I was very easy in giving love, seeing the best in other people, seeing their gifts, seeing their fears and transmuting their fear into love. But it wasn't until I got really involved in the spiritual world that I recognized that that was my gift, that that was enough, that being love and transmuting love and rippling that out into the world in whatever form was enough. It was everything that I was created to be. And so Carrie, when you said that, um, when you were searching for what is my special extraordinary gift, what is my purpose? I am here to tell each and every person that listens that when you get this very, very simple concept, that when you are aligned to your heart and soul, when you know who you are at a soul level, when you can show up as that person confidently, courageously, unapologetically, and we know when we're out of alignment because it doesn't feel good, when, that, when you're in that flow state, you are being exactly what your purpose is. And it's not about doing, it's about being. And each one of these heart-centered entrepreneurs are doing just that being love. I had a coach ask me about a year ago, what are you? And I said, I am love. And she said, that's perfect. Um, I had never really vocalized that. So I just love that we are all here. We are heart-centered entrepreneurs. And it is with true love and gratitude that I thank you, Debbie, Carrie, and everyone else um, for just sharing and holding the energy for everyone today. So thank you and have a beautiful day. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Debbie and Mary. You guys are a miracle to me and a dream come true. Uh, I didn't do anything but just receive this invitation and I just have had so much fun playing with you. So I just thank you from the bottom of my heart. And uh, the other thing is if people are interested in this, sign up on my um, email list. Um, and or message me. I'm on Facebook, Carrie K. Taylor, or message me on my website. I'm really creating some new stuff. I'm thinking about if people are even, I'm just going to throw this out there, like working with like your daughter and other people who are wanting to merge these worlds and healers and who want to play in creating and heaven on earth with the mental health paradigms and shifting those and, and really expanding what we know about healing. So that feels like really fun to me that I'm planning on creating really soon. So if that's an interest, keep me, let's, let's talk. And so we can really co-create in that way. And I love you and this community and I just radiate love and joy and just so much gratitude. Well said, Carrie, well said. I think that's a perfect place to end. So with that, we are complete. Talk to you later, everyone. We've loved connecting with you today. 
And as always, we sign off with love and light, trusting that each listener knows in their heart they were created for greatness. We can easily see that greatness in you, and we would love to be part of your journey to your highest path of creating and living the life that you love. We'd love to have you join our community of heart-led world changers, visionaries, and thought leaders. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can find us on all socials as The Synergy Sisters.